Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hi, Jill. It's so nice to have you on the show today. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm like really beyond excited to talk to you and to dive into this conversation. So thank you for saying yes to me. But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. Uh, Well, my name is so interesting. I am known as Spirit Daughter on Instagram. Spirit Daughter is my brand. And I mainly write uh, monthly workbooks based on the moon. So I am a big fan of your offerings, and I have quite a few girlfriends in my life who are also a big fan of your offerings. So I would love to just kind of ask a selfish question here for a second. How did you get started, and what made you fall in love with the moon and its teachings and everything else in between as it stands with astrology and our zodiac signs and our intentions and manifestations? I started my journey with astrology when I was 16. I'm 40 now, so it's a lot of years. And, you know, I was just very inquisitive as a teenager. I was really interested in psychology. That's what I ended up going to school for. You know, I was interested in crystals. I was, you know, a hippie child in the woods. Um, That was just like who I was. And, you know, astrology just really spoke to me as a way to understand consciousness and a way to understand uh, what I was going through as a teenager. and really viewing it from more of a psychological lens. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and, you know, it started as such. So it's just always fascinated me. And, you know, I'm a Leo and I always say like, you know, Leos love astrology. <laughs> I'm a Leo too. <laughs> Are you a Leo too? Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Leo is just, it's just fun when you're a kid and you find out you're a Leo. You're like, oh, my. You know, so yep. it is a natural propensity more so with Leos than I think any other sign I've run into uh, just because it is fun you know like yeah I love all signs but you know if you're a little kid and you're like oh I'm a Libra I've always loved astrology like my whole ever since I can remember uh, and I think because you know being a Leo it's just not natural but I really got into it as a teenager and it stayed with me and I went to school for psychology and ended up in research very academic world and I left that in my early 20s and I really returned back to yoga and meditation meditation and Chinese medicine and astrology and really started um, getting back into, you know, these practices that I felt really supported my energy. And they weren't something I can necessarily like prove in a lab throughout my time in psychology, you know, I was in, in research and, you know, trying to prove everything. And it's kind of like, you know what, this stuff just works. Like, I don't need to prove it. I don't need to put science behind it. Like, this, is just, mm. this is just working for me. And, you know, with yoga, it was a natural pairing with the workings of the moon. I was very big into Ashtanga yoga and carried some of those principles even in other yogas that I studied. And in Ashtanga yoga, you always pick up the full moon and the new moon. So I always had those two days where I was like, okay, like I'm not doing my practice. Uh, and it really led to a lot of my moon practices. So I had this like time carved out. You know, I was a pretty dedicated yogi in my 20s. And I had this like time carved out to do it. And then, you know, I really dive into these moon practices. And that's sort of how I 
started this journey really of spirit daughter was hosting moon circles with yoga and meditation and hosting them around you know the new moon full moon and that's what the workbooks are is they're basically that moon circle in a workbook wow the workbooks are amazing from what i've seen i actually just got my newsletter this week about the new workbook that's out and i think we're in kind of leo season i don't know if i'm even like saying that right i'm not super into astrology um i just know that i'm a leo my mom's a leo my biological father's leo my husband is a leo lions and lionesses over here but i i do want to talk more about how you use your moon circles to cultivate community on and offline and how the workbooks have created this sense of community and self-care for not only the folks who can be with you in person, but through your digital community. How has that been for you over the past, I guess, since your 20s, things have really evolved over time? Things have really evolved. You know, I always laugh because I'm like, when I started studying astrology at 16, I was not the cool girl on Instagram with 700,000 followers. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very different now. Uh, people are really into this and I love sharing the knowledge with everybody. I love the how platform to do that and, you know, really hold space. It's like the, when we work with the lunar cycle, and this is what I really try and present in the workbooks, is we're holding space for our growth. Uh, And in a lot of ways, the workbooks are like how to take care of yourself, how to raise your vibration, how to, you know, release your blocks through aligning with the moon and through aligning with astrology, because it themes us and it gives us, you could almost take the astrology out and you still have this like perfect theme of, um, you know, we're actually in Aquarius season right now. And then we'll have the full moon in Leo next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got to send you that workbook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make a note of that. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, an Aquarius really is like vision of the future and feeling into our frequency and feeling into our authentic self-expression. So it becomes a time to work on that. Uh, and then we have Leo and the full moon. Full moons are always in the opposite sign as the sun season is. And Leo opposes Aquarius on the astrological wheel. So we have our Leo full moon. And Leo's, you know, as you probably know, it's, it's all about really showing up who you are, speaking from the heart, connecting with your compassion and understanding that your heart really is the center of your vibration and your frequency. And so on the Leo full moon, we get to work on those things. So even if you're, you know, not a Leo or you don't even know anything about astrology, you can hopefully go to my page or pick up a workbook and you can get a piece of information that helps you do that, that helps you tap into your heart as the center of your frequency. And you don't have to understand that it's Leo full moon, but you know, if you do, it just kind of like inspires you to really go for it even more. It really, and that's the thing I love about astrology and I love about the lunar cycle. The sun seasons are the four week period that the sun enters a sign for an Aquarius season. Uh, and anybody born during this time becomes an Aquarius. Uh, and then we have the new moon, which is always in the same sign as the sun is. So we'll have the new moon in Aquarius this Friday coming up. And then we have the full moon and the opposite sign, which will be in Leo. When we're working with these, the sun and the moon and the way they're moving, we're really working with different energies that we all can harness and all can work on and becomes this like blueprint for growth. It's a blueprint for growth. And it's really well organized. I think there's like a part of me that like loves the kind of like organization. Like, okay, like it's Aquarius season. I'm working on this. It's the Leo full moon. I'm working on this. You know, our next season is Pisces. It's like, okay, we're working with going with the flow in Pisces. Surrender, trust 
like there's these themes because growth and self-care i don't know if you know it can become like you're like okay what am i working on this week there's so many aspects of the human personality and our energy and there's so many things we can do there's tons of meditations we can do tons of you know practices we can do and astrology really helps us, us focus and then you're aligning with the energy of the cosmos to help you and support you Look, we get it. Your child is incredibly curious and a lot of toys and activities these days just don't keep their attention. Well, keep them engaged with hours of fun with Little Passports. Little Passports is a subscription box full of toys and games for children of all ages that educates and entertains. For $12.95 per month, there's tons to explore right from your own home. Little Passports box is delivered right to your door every month and each package contains exciting hands-on learning for kiddos three and and up. You can feed their inner scientist with the science expedition pack, which is full of cool experiments to try, or you can even make your own slime. And just for my listeners, Little Passports is offering 15% off of any subscription. That means your child could be flying rockets or looking through a microscope in no time. Use offer code HeyGirl at checkout for 15% off your order. That's HeyGirl at LittlePassports.com. That's really amazing. I wanted to ask you how it feels to be in this work versus in the academic world now. And what did the shift between astrology and academia teach you about yourself and about the possibility of things just working for you, as you said, and it not needing to be backed by research and proving things? That was the key. I think when I was in psychology, I was just trying to prove things. I was just trying to understand and define things and view them, you know, as a scientist and view them sort of in a bubble in a way and almost like not live them in some ways. As a researcher, like you don't really, you, you study it, you don't live it. And astrology is something you live. Like I live these things. You know, and I always have a joke with my husband that when I'm writing a workbook, I like live the workbook. So when I'm teaching people in that workbook, I live it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the universe, like I just call in all these situations that help me understand the energy a little bit more. And I'm like living it. And I think that, and then that becomes proof. It's like my grandmother always said, the proof is in the pudding, you know, and the fact that I'm living it, I'm feeling it, I'm experiencing it from my own, you know, subjective view, you know, that's proof enough. Uh, whereas in the academic world research, everything's objective. You have to prove it. It has to be cause and effect. It has to be the same for everybody. And, you know, and astrology is very much like your experience with it and living with it and understanding that you don't need science to prove it. It'll be great. I think quantum physics is going to prove it one day. <laughs> you know, it would be nice, you know, from that standpoint to have that. But it's just like, look, these things are helping you. They're helping all these people. We feel them. You know, I get these messages all the time. People read my workbooks or they read a post and they're like, oh my gosh, how did you read my mind? Like, how did you know exactly what I was feeling in this moment? And, you know, the answer is just like, that's the gift of astrology is that, you know, we live it and we feel it. Um, when you're aligned with it and you take note of it and then that becomes 
the proof. And there's no need to feel like you have to prove something. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's so interesting, the different dynamic between the two. And I really like how you said, well, this is working for me. So that's really the proof, even though it may be subjective. It's like, I'm living this. And I think that that's really amazing that things work for people in our different right, like for self-care, for our yoga practices, for our daily lives, like what works and what makes us feel good and whole in our bodies is, is a sacred practice. And we can't always prove why it works. And I think that that's really big and major for people to start stepping into more self-belief and trusting their intuition, their gut, whatever you want to call it. Like this thing feels good. It works for me. It's grounding me. It's supporting me. I feel held. That is proof enough. And I think that that's right. just radical. I love it. And it's, you know, everything I do is based on my intuition. It's mm. not based on proving or even the way I run my business. People are like, how do you know how to do this? Now? I'm like, I just like, it's just intuitive. It's mm. just purely intuitive. And I could, you know, break out Google Analytics or, you know, all of that. Like some, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. And, and, <laughs> and, and, you know. Is that the Leo in right. us who's kind of like, we're just going to do what feels good and we're going to just pretty much take over and rule this thing. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll shift gears. I don't know if that's a Leo yeah. thing or not, but <laughs> the people that I have talked to that are Leos are very much like me specifically around business. It's like, of course, we need to have our organization, but also if a thing doesn't work, a thing doesn't work. And let's try right. and let's hone into our confidence and see if we can try right. it a different way. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. It's the confidence thing with Leos. And, and um, it's also like, I don't know, there's something where I'm always like, I just waste of time and I'm like I don't want to waste time in the analysis I'd rather just try it if it works it works if it doesn't go. move on you know? <laughs> there we go oh my goodness <laughs> that is me oh man okay so your self-care practice outside of work because yes, I'm sure you absolutely love and adore what you do, but you're also expending a lot of energy to your audiences, to your community, offering them these beautiful tools to help them cultivate their own sense of belonging and moving through the world, you know, with the workbook and the affirmations and posts on social and your newsletter and all the beautiful offerings that you have. How is Jill taking care of Jill without that component? It's challenging. I will not lie. It's challenging. And I have to constantly remind myself. And, you know, luckily my husband loves to remind me as well. And he'll actually bring up some of my writing to me when I'm in like a phase where I'm just working all the time. And be like, remember what spirit daughter said? <laughs> you know? So it is challenging because I am giving so much and I do have a family and I have totally shifted my self-care dynamic. But I think it really comes down to uh, like awareness and just setting boundaries with myself even more mm -hmm. so than, than with other people. Like, you know, I meditate every morning. Like, no matter what, I meditate every morning, which is really hard. I have a five and a half month old and still like I find 11 minutes every morning to meditate no matter what. And so that's like a boundary I have with my self-care because uh, I need that. So I have like certain things where I'm just really committed to. And then I do remind myself of those like on the new moon, I do say, okay, this lunar cycle, like what am I doing to take care of myself? What am I, what am I saying no to? What am I saying yes to? Um, you know, what is my affirmation for this cycle that's going to help me? Because if, if I burn out, then there's no workbooks, there's no <laughs> posters. And I, you know, I'm sure you know this. Um, I can get really caught up. I'm sure you can. We all can. And just working, working, working and producing when you're a content producer, producing content after content after content. And it does take a toll. 
So it is a constant reminder, though. I have to be really vigilant with myself. Um, I go to acupuncture every other week. Um, that's something, you know, I try and do no matter what. I um, just give myself space. You know, I hired a personal trainer because, you know, I, I couldn't work out on my own. Like after I had my baby, I was just like, I need someone to hold space for me. So recognizing when I do need to like ask for help and say, okay, you know, I called a good friend of mine who was a personal trainer. Like I need you to come to my house twice a week and just get me moving. Like I don't even care what we do, just get me moving, you know, and ask for help. Same thing with my business. You know, I, I just hired my fifth employee and, you know, recognizing, okay, like I'm at the limit where I'm doing too much. I need somebody else. I need more help. And then, you know, allowing myself to like look for that person and bring them in and let go of some of the control. So hard to do. Uh, and trust my decision on, you know, who I hire and, you know, give myself a little bit more time. You know, it's really about me and, and the boundaries I have with myself. And just, it's hard. So I won't lie. It's very hard. I love that you said uh, the boundaries you have with yourself because a lot of times in my work, in my writing practice and what I teach is like, how are we holding ourselves accountable? Like we have all these boundaries for outside folks, but how are we self-boundarying and how are we sticking to the boundaries that we have set up for our own selves? So I love how you said, you know, that you're basically holding yourself accountable. You have to, in order to fill ourselves up, we have to hold ourselves accountable. In order to pour into somebody's cup, we have to be full enough to do that. It's like a circle, it's a cycle of that process. So kudos to you. I know it's hard. I I have a four month old and a two year old mm -hmm. and a 12 year old. So like I get it <laughs> and I know it is hard to get things flowing. And also I want to gauge your thoughts on this. I really love my work. I love being an mm -hmm. author. I love writing books. I love creating content. I love teaching and I could do it all day long. Like I could just, mm -hmm. I love it. And that can make it hard for me to step away because I love the mm -hmm. work so much. Have you ever had that kind of push and pull with yourself? Like, oh, I want to get this project done. I want to get this book finished. I want to get this class lesson plan done. I'm so enthralled in it, but I also need to acknowledge the boundary that I have to step away. Has that been hard for you at all ever? Oh, yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day. And it's just a constant balance. I love writing. I absolutely love writing. When I was a kid, I loved reading all the time. And now, like, I love writing all the time. I could write all day long. You know, the posts I write, I love writing. I love just, like, sitting and brainstorming. I could brainstorm about quotes for like hours just sitting there like writing different versions of books and, and I truly enjoy it and it calms me on some level it's like a meditation for me and you know and I love all the creative aspects that we do like I love taking photos you know like I love it when we are doing product shots like I really enjoy it I love some of the like graphic designs we work on and um, like when I'm in Photoshop and like you know even just like making a, an, an image of one of the workbooks or something like I love doing that you know mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah. So it does become hard. You know, I can't do it all day. I have to step away. And, you know, then life becomes this whole balance of like, okay, well, I need to spend time with my husband. I need to spend time with my son, who, by the way, is also a Leo. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, family of Leos. <laughs> yeah, it's a family of lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are a family of lions. 
you know, it has become this like whole balance. And, you know, now like I work, you know, I have a nanny, I have to get home when the nanny leaves. You know, my husband helps out immensely with our son, which, you know, I'm really grateful for. But, you know, like I can't just work all day. (laughs) I can't can't just work, you know, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or something, you know. Even when we can, even when we can, we absolutely can. It'll be a burnout times a thousand. Exactly. You know, so it's that piece too. It's like, it's this whole balance of like, okay, spend time with my husband, spend time with my family, spend time with my son, and then spend time with me and then work. And it's hard to balance, but that's what, um, you know, I try to achieve every day. But yeah, it's challenging because I still work all the time. I could work all the time. I love it. Which is, you know, that's a a joy. You know, that's great that I'm always so grateful uh, that I do have a job I love and I could do every day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and then that's where the handing stuff over comes into play. You know, like I remember when I handed over our product shop to um, our creative director and I was just like, it was so hard to let go because I loved doing them, but I knew it was something somebody else could do to free me up with more time to doing the things that only I can do. Like, you know, I'm the only one that can write the workbook. Like I handed over the design of the workbook to her. She does all the illustrations, my creative director, but like the actual layout, I remember handing that over and just being like, oh man, I'm not doing the layout anymore. Because I love doing it. Like, you know, but it's like, it's something like, well, she went to school for it, so she does it better. But also, (laughs) you know, it frees up my time, you know, to create other pieces of content that only I can do but yeah it there's a process of letting go for me for sure that helps me in self-care and helps me create that balance with all the other pieces in my life so as we wrap up this conversation I would love to ask you to offer some tips isn't the word but maybe some support with how people can move through the rest of January and what they can prepare for astrology wise as we step into February Well, we are in Aquarius season. So, you know, that really means just kind of shaking things up. Aquarius is our future. It's the visionary of the uh, zodiac. So really seeing into your future uh, and knowing and then feeling into that Leo full moon, which we have in a couple of weeks, which empowers us and gives us confidence. Uh, And so tapping into these energies to know that we do have the ability to manifest anything we want in 2020 and really throughout our lives. This is a very powerful time in astrology, the beginning of the year. We have all planets going direct. Only happens during this time of year. We have Mercury retrograde during February 16th. So we have basically until then, and it's this forward momentum of energy. And we all kind of can feel it if you tap into it a little. And just really riding that wave and knowing that you can break up old patterns you can uh, shift into new perspectives and you really are in charge of the life that you're creating. You can create a life full of magic and you're the creator. I think that's a great way to end. Thank you so much, Jill. You're amazing. I am honored to have spoken with you today. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.